Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everybody to the show, it's Real Talk, panel full of open minds, giving you real thoughts, you always go and get the realness, but y'all entitled to opinions, don't get in your feelings, the further assess, breaking it down, we bring on the next experts, scroll through our history, here's some of our experts, May of 2013, March the beginning, passion and dedication, that was the engine, shouts the grip for producing the track, pitch him the recipe, and he came up with crap. Back to this real talk, you should really check us out Providing voices for the people, this is what we about Bring us skills and talented guests on from different places All are welcome, different views, different races Here's the top that's intriguing we on That it's Real Talk Radio, the best one's doing Welcome to It's Real Talk Radio. It's your boy, Tay Real, and I have a special Bobby. guest co-host with me tonight, Mr. Bobby G. What's going on, Bobby G? Hey, what's up, Tay? How's everything, man? Oh, man. Man, coronavirus out over here, man. You already know, man. You already uh, know. But yeah, man, holding it down, you know, trying to you know, stay above water. You know what I mean? We got Bobby G in here. For those who um, have followed the show, y'all know that Bobby G has been uh, a co-host for It's Real Talk Radio for quite some time. And then, uh, you know, all of the other real-life stuff came into play and all this stuff and then stopped, uh, you know, airing for quite a while. And, uh, you know, just recently did some shows and now we're doing this having this discussion, and, um, you know, Bobby G said, when I, when I called Bobby G today, and I didn't, I didn't even know if I was going to get an answer, how long has it been since we talked? Probably like a year. We probably haven't spoken in like a whole year or something crazy, something crazy like that. It's been a minute. And, um, man, Bobby G was available. Once, once Bobby G said he was available, I said, you know what? Yeah, we got to have this discussion because, um, you know, I just had the, um, a discussion on this. Um, but if I was by myself, and now, you know, to know that I had somebody else to discuss it with along with um, Michelle from, uh, matter of fact, let me just bring her in. Let me, let me just get her in. I ain't going to leave her man. Hey, Michelle. Hi. How are you? Hey, what's going on, Michelle? Can you hear me well? Oh, yeah, definitely. You sound Chris. You sound Chris. Cool. How you doing, Michelle? Hi, I'm doing good, Bobby G. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's everything out in uh? Um, reckless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get into yeah it. it's crazy before, here too. Before we All even right. get before we dive in, let's let the listeners, you know, that's Michelle from uh. Wait, I feel like I'm about to mess it up. Okay, this is not in front of me right now. Just. Oh, yeah, you do it. You do it. <laughs> okay. 
So my name is Michelle. I was the host, uh, well, one of the hosts of the show called Between Us Girls, the podcast. And last year that show ended, so I decided to take the podcast and turn it to a, like, a network or a podcasting platform. And what my real hope is that I can share other people's messages with my audience, but so far I'm just sharing my own message with my audience. So I have a few shows I'm working on on the platform. But, yeah, it's still all love and just like it was, just girl talking wine and real talk and whatever. Right, right, right. Oh, I know it's been a minute since we uh, – because, you know, Michelle was a guest back when the show – but I don't even – I, I, I got to go through the archives. That was, like, years ago. I don't know if that was, like, yeah, 2016 like or 2017. I don't know. It was, like – it was years. It was some years back. It's in the archives. You know, people can go listen to it. Um we uh we had you on and um you with your uh, co host partners on mm-hmm. on Mr what's your, what's your partner's name? What was her name? Uh Danielle. Right. We had I think it was y'all too. I think it was y'all yeah, too. Yeah, it was um, me and Danielle. We had interviewed y'all. We had a great conversation. Go check that show out. It's in the archives. And um yeah, man, with that said, we got some important stuff to um to um talk about. And I reached out to Michelle today. Let me just say this real quick. I reached out to Michelle and you know, throughout the idea, would she be, um, you know, willing to, you know, come on to talk about this? Because Michelle is a Houston native, and she can give the perspective of all this coronavirus stuff that's going on from the Houston perspective. Bobby G is a New Yorker. You can tell. You can't miss a New Yorker's accent. You can tell as soon as you hear him talk. You know, and everybody knows you have to be living under a rock to not know that New York is a hot zone, and New York is on like a complete like shutdown. It's crazy. So you're getting the New York perspective, you're getting the Houston, Texas perspective. I live in Beemore, so you're getting the Baltimore, Maryland perspective, you know. So we all live in, like, major cities, you know what I mean? We can all give you some insight on what's going on and how this stuff is affecting our lives, you know. And uh, But that said, man, yeah, let's start off with, with Michelle, ladies first, man. What's, uh, what's going on in Houston, man? What's, what's the scene like out there? What is it like out there? Well, I'll say that um, the traffic is definitely dwindled. I mean, because that's like a major problem for us. It's like anytime you want to go somewhere, it's going to take you at least an hour during peak traffic time. Now it's like 25, 30 minutes, of course. Because I live about, um, I guess about 40 minutes from the medical center, which is where I work. So it usually takes me like an hour and a half, two hours to get to work and to go home, but it's not been that way. Um, But people are still out and about in some areas. Like there are certain restaurants that are still open, but last week there was supposed to be like some ordinance that shut everything down. It's just crazy because it's like some people are taking the the side of, oh, we're probably okay. We're just going to wash our hands and wear a mask or whatever and still go out and do whatever we do. And the other people are, like, hunkering down, don't ever go outside. So it's just really weird. It's like people are polar opposites. Like either you're psycho about staying inside or you don't care, you know? Right, 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 exactly. Um, Bobby, let, like, yes. let the people know what's, what's the uh, New York scene like right now. What's going on in that hot zone over there? Oh, man, it's crazy in New York right now. The streets are, it is like, it's so crazy because this is New York City. And, you know, you expect to see the streets, you know, 
this is supposed to be, you know, the city that never sleeps and people are day and night running around the streets, you know, and you can go outside at 3 in the morning and there's something open, there's something happening, you know, and um, Times Square looks like, you know, it just looks barren. I've never seen Times Square so empty and no lights. It's just, you know, it was just walking down, like it was like walking down a regular street, you know, with no people or nothing like that. Um, a lot of the stores are closing early, like Michelle was saying. And out in Houston, a lot of stores are closing early. Some stores are not even open, period. It's like only, like, the the major, I guess, necessities. The store, like, you got your food, so the supermarkets are open, laundry, stuff like that. Your major places, you know, are open. Um, so maybe, like, 8 at night or something like that. And some little, some restaurants are still open, some fast food places. You can still get stuff maybe until 10 or something, 11, but... You know, it's just very quiet right now. Um, everyone's walking around with the mask on their face, gloves on their hands. Everybody's trying to be safe. I mean, you still got people also not really listening to the government, you know, just asking them to do, too. You got people still out there, uh, you know, they like, you know, you're supposed to be six feet from each other, you know, that social distancing. And people are still, you know, playing basketball. People was having a well in Florida. People was having a was that spring break, you know, party on the beach and all that. And some people are just not, you know, adhering to the rules and stuff for what people, you know. So I just pray for them. You know, I pray hope that everyone is safe. But you know, um, the government, you know, is putting down these rules and regulations for your own good. So. You know, um, hopefully people will abide by it, and um, so they can be safe. You know, because a lot of people are they take they're not taking it seriously. You know, and people are getting sick at a alarming rate, dying at even more alarming rate. You know, so um, you know it's just crazy right now. So, but I'm I'm trying to obey. I go out when I have to. I'm in the house, you know, watching TV, cable, or whatever. You know, they show on a lot of. Uh, you know, that's another thing on this too, the sports. You know, the live sports, but they are showing the repeats now, like old games, old videos and stuff. Who watch the old games and stuff. So I don't know if you know, been watching. But you can see some of the old basketball games, old baseball games, whatever you watch. They show them uh, old videos. Like today, they were showing uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls against the New York Knicks. So, you know, stuff like that. You know, just trying to pass the time. You know, and hopefully this thing will blow by. You know. So, yeah. yeah, and uh, well, I mean, here at B-more, man, um, I feel like B-more is kind of, kind of like a smaller New York in a way. We got our own style, our own accent, our own little kind of way. But we get a, a you know, a, a lot of us came up off of like that whole New York vibe. A lot of New New Yorkers, you know, end up coming down here and vice versa, people from here go out to New York. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, man, it's crazy because people are like, similar to what you were saying, like people are just chilling, just like, you know, hanging out. Like I go to my mom's house, people want to block, just chilling, hanging. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not everywhere. It, it, it is a different feeling now as opposed to 
how it is normally, especially with the weather breaking here in Maryland. Like, the weather has been breaking. Like, the weather's been getting better. We've been getting, like, 68-degree days and stuff. We had some 70-degree days. And ever since this this whole nationwide addressing of the coronavirus has happened, like, there has been a difference for sure, definitely. Like, when you go to the store, you see people with their mask on, but you don't see – like a lot of people with masks on, but you do see people. Like you'll see more people with masks on than you've ever seen at one time. So, you know, you have some people yeah. that are like taking it serious. Of course, you're going to have other people that are just like, they just kind of just want to do their own thing and just like whatever. I ain't trying to hear that. Like, for instance, right, I was leaving my mom's house one day, and there's a, um, a neighbor on the block, and it was my son's birthday. And he was like, well, how's your son been? I'm like, oh, he's good. Today's his birthday. And he was like, oh, where he at? I'm like, he's in the car. And he's like, oh, okay, well, let me, let me, I got some money for him. Yeah, I'm like, all right, thanks. And he's like, uh, let me go, you know, say something to him. I'm like, all right, now we ain't, we be doing our social distance thing right now. We're not really, like, you know, interacting with people like that. And he had this look on his face like he was, like, taken back. Like, oh, you feeding into this whole coronavirus conspiracy yeah. thing? He was like, that's like some white people stuff. I'm like, dude, you tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you like, tripping, dude. Like, I don't know where you've been. I don't know if you might just got infected earlier. I can't be, like, you know, interacting with you and have you interacting with my son and all that about to make us sick. Like, ain't nothing personal, you know. But, you know, if you want to dap up, you know, that's another thing. I've seen some people and they was like, hey, what's up, Tay? And they're going to give me a five. I was like, hey, elbow, man. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, elbow, elbow, you know. You we were doing that little elbow thing and. Ever since that day, though, like, I ain't even been around. Like, I've been, like, you see me, you can just pull your hand up at me because you're going to see me driving past because I got to, like, you know, keep my distance. And it's not a lifetime thing. It's just right now, got to get this thing in order. You know what I mean? And people got to know that it's not personal. I think it's almost, like, selfish to take it personal. You know what I mean? Um, But some people, yeah, some people have been listening, but, you know, I'm sure it's the same thing in Houston. Um, you know, like you got people that's 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 listening, and you got people that's like, man, whatever. You won't get that everywhere, you know. Exactly. Well, that's like the thing. It's like it's so extreme. Like today, I seen a man outside of Kroger spraying his hands down when he was already wearing gloves, but he was spraying his hands with something that he had, probably sanitizer or something, but he didn't have a mask on. And I'm like, I heard also that it's just like breathing. Like you could be just walking past somebody and breathe it in. So, like, I think there's just so many different things coming out about it. Nobody really knows anything about it except for what they're telling us. So it's like, okay, I work at a hospital. <clears throat> Excuse me. You do. And so, right. Shout out to you. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, um, even though, yeah, I mean, my job really is to – Buy, I'm the buyer. I'm the senior buyer for the main OR at the hospital. So my job is just to buy the equipment and, you know, implants and things like that to make sure that the cases are still taking place. But the caseload has been reduced significantly. And I'm still having to go two times a week, I guess, just to, like, keep up some normalcy for the people that I support. But I'm like, bro, they don't need me up here. And I told them people that if I get sick or one of my kids gets sick from around the hospital, I'm going to sue. That's what I said. Right. But when we get there, they have you, like, and it's so whack. Like, 
you walk up, you've already been outside where everybody else is. They scan your ear to check your temperature, and then they have you hand sanitize your hands and go to your office. Come on now. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. that's not – I mean, we got people coming in who are legit sick, and those are the precautions that they're taking. I'm like, y'all need to have a sprayer spraying the air or <laughs> something like like some Lysol or something right they're just making you yeah. take hand sanitizer yep right. the other day I took like, my daughter to the to the doctor's appointment and before he was even able to as soon as we walked in they had everybody lined up and had put, they had to take hand sanitizer you had to you know they have it on the wall they made sure you, everyone right. took it yeah so I, you know it was cool yeah. you know but like you said I, I would think that you would should, you know, have something sprayed in the air, you know. As yeah, well, as like well. if it's airborne, yeah. why are they why are we not treating the air? Mm-hmm. It's I'm I'm just perplexed by the whole thing cuz I'm like what is the truth of it? You know, mm-hmm. how does because it really you, spread? Exactly. Because they say like if it drops on metal surfaces, it it can live for at least 12 hours. It will live for at least right. 12 hours. Like right. anything metal. So if you touch something metal, you definitely want to wash your hands. You know, mm-hmm. so door handles and stuff everywhere. like that. Right. If you live in an anything. apartment, that right. means you got all those people that live inside your building touching that yeah. knob. What I do, yeah. I'm not trying to know what I'm doing right now. And some people might look at me and think I'm paranoid, but I don't care because I got to look out for me. You know what I mean? And exactly. My, yeah. So there what I'm go. doing right now. Is I have um, wipes, like baby wipes. I'll take a baby. If I know I got to go out, if I know I got to leave out, I'll take mm-hmm. a baby wipe. And I'll, um, when I know I got to uh, open the door, like the actual use that. door, door, you know, that everybody else got to touch, I use the uh, the wipe. The baby wipe. I use the wipe to, just for the just for the knob, right. just for the knob. Because everybody else, well, it's actually a handle. But for every, because... Other people have to touch it. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. And did you hear about how many um, more people, like, day by day is growing and growing, like, in more like, yes. 500. First we had, like, 100. Then I, I checked again, and we got 500. Now it's 700 and counting. And they said it's going gonna, it's gonna to go like that, and, you know, until they, they you know, they hit that, 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 that spike, that point, where then it's like, all right, it's the high point. And now, right. you know, now that it's at the high point, now we can, now it's going to start going right. back down. But right now, it's still climbing because a lot of people think there's a shortage of tests. And you, yeah, because you know, you're yeah. in the healthcare field. So, you, yeah, talk to them, talk to them, Michelle. Yeah, I mean, there are a shortage of tests. Like, it's just, I know a couple of weeks ago, it was like somebody was saying that we only have, like, I think in our city, we only have like 2,500 or something for all the people in Houston. I mean, there's no possible way that everybody can be tested. I did see something uh, come out where they were saying that people could show up to, um, I guess, the health department if they were over a certain age um, or if they were, you know, kids. I guess if they're more um, or whatever, like the people who have diabetes, people who are more susceptible to the virus could show up and get this test. Because also, what does it cost? Isn't it fairly expensive to be tested? It's a, well, if we, um, going by what um, you know, what I've seen, and I know people say Trump be lying, but I, I recall do. them saying it's supposed to be free for every American. Every American should be able to be tested. I want to say treated too for free, but definitely tested for free. I want to say tested and treated for free, 
And that's only right if you think about it. Like, how are you going to charge people for this damn virus, to be treated about this virus that right. didn't even start exactly. in America? We all know where it originated right. from. Yeah. No, and I mean, it's, it's not right. The, I guess my thing is, is that like, why wait so long to implement some kind of protective measures? Because I mean, I know we were hearing about it at least for like a month and a half, maybe two months until it got crazy here. I know I had heard about it and thought, oh gosh, because my boyfriend one day was like, I was like, are you all right? Something I said, just checking on him. He's like, I got the coronavirus. And this was like last month or something. And I was like, well, shut up. But <laughs> now it's like, you know, people really are actually getting sick. Like, my little girl has a cough. I'm like, please don't die. You know, like, I'm panicked about it because <laughs> I just don't know what it is. You know, she hasn't been anywhere. But then I'm like, okay, well, they're saying that you could just be outside in the front yard. Or I don't, I just don't know. There's not enough information for me to be able to make a proper judgment, and that's why I have anxiety. Right. I think a lot of us are going through the anxiety. I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, like kind of digging and just listening to, you know, experts and, you know, the uh, interviews and stuff like that with people that's in the medical field that deal with this stuff on a day-to-day basis and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding of it, you know, you would have to either touch a surface that's infected or um, be within very close proximity in, like, because, you know, when people, like, let's say yawn or sneeze in the droplets that can go into the air, and you have to, like, breathe it in. You know what I mean? You have to, like, yeah. you have to, like, be, like, if you're outside, you should be good as long as you're keeping your distance. Like, you're supposed to stay, how many feet is it, Bobby? What did they say? Six. Is it three feet or six, six feet? Six feet. Yeah, six, six feet. feet. Yeah, social distance yeah. for you and another person. Right, right. Six feet. Six feet from the next person just to ensure that, you know, when their, you know, fluids or whatever, go into the air, yawning, sneezing. Sometimes people spit when they talk, that stuff. Like somebody talks yeah. to you, they're like, man, guess what happened? da 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 and they all hype. And, you know, somebody ever was talking to you and you just was like, Wiping your face because they like accidentally spit on you yeah. while they're talking. <laughs> like stuff but the like thing that. About it, you know? It's like you don't know if you have symptoms. You don't have any symptoms at first. You know? Right, because yeah. it's sitting in your sinus. And the, because they say that it sits in the sinus area since that's the coolest part of your body inside your, mm. nasal, your nasal area. So if you catch it there, like with um, heat, like they say, like if you boil water and stand over the steam, and you put orange mm-hmm. pills in the water, I think they use the orange pills because of the saline, and then they yeah. but they uh so when the steam when it, when that happens, you stand over it for twenty minutes, it kills in the in the in the sinus area. But once it goes past the sinus area, if it starts going into your trachea and down into your with your lungs, that's when you definitely got a problem. Because once it starts getting full. You know that that fibrosis. You know it starts that thing yeah. starts filling up. Then that's going to be a real issue. And you know, and then another thing they say six feet social distancing. But if someone sneezes with it, mm-hmm. if they have it, it takes sneezing can go ten feet. You know, so mm-hmm. you got to be careful with that too. So that's another reason why it is good to you know wear the mask because if you do have it and you sneeze or something, you're not going to affect nobody else. It's going to catch everything in the mask. So even if you don't got it, 
it's still good to wear the, you know, well, you, most people still they don't have it, and most people don't have it. But if you know, it's still good to wear the mask anyway, just in case. You know, some people, you know, because it could be in your system for days before yeah. you find out, before you start having symptoms. So it's still good I know to wear that... the mask to protect people from you in case you have it. You know, so. Well, I heard initially they were saying that people who have a cough or sneezing or some kind of fever, you know, um, yeah, they should definitely be wearing a mask. But there's a shortage of masks. People who are not sick at all have masks, and they have all of them. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. we had to. I saw a couple of emails um, just back and forth about how we're gonna have to purchase some masks from companies that don't even regularly sell masks. You know, because um, you know we need them for work, of course, in the hospital. Um, but, I mean, there's a shortage of them because, of course, everybody is buying them up, which is, I understand it. I just, I think, like I said, there's so much different information, and people are like, yeah. oh, I'm wearing a mask to protect myself, but the people who need to be wearing the mask don't have the mask because they can get one. Right, that is so crazy. Yeah, mm. yeah it is crazy. Wanna, let me get to this call up real quick so then we can, um, you know, we can finish we can finish, you know, just talking out talk. But this 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 caller uh has been on hold. I just, just wanna get this out of the way real quick. Let's see what it says. Yes. Uh call you live on Israel Talk Radio. We're talking the coronavirus. Did you want to chime yes. in and uh get some insight? What's going on, caller? Where you calling from? Yes. This is Mike from Singapore. How are you today? Okay. What's going on? Mike talk How to us, doing? man. Yes. Because we are in Asia, we have much more information. And, you know, there was a, a martial law ex, uh, imposed on India, India 1.4 million people uh, for 28 days. Not 14 days, not 21 days, 28 days. And uh, right now, they got 300 uh, uh, cases of corona and 10 days right now. And doctors evicted from their homes in India as fear has spread amid coronavirus uh, lockdown. So now the doctors in India, they have a dilemma in their hands because when they go back to their home or uh, wherever they are living, now other people, they say, no, no, you cannot come live here among us because you might bring uh, coronavirus uh, to us, to the community. So they kick them out. So this is another big dilemma in Asia right now, especially in, in India. So I don't know what's happening in uh, that. I mean, we know what's happening in North America, but, you know, at least they're not kicked them out of their uh, suite home or apartment. Go ahead, sir. Wow. Yeah, that's something, man. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, because we, we all dealing with this, man. That's what I was saying. Like, this is like a worldwide thing. This is a worldwide thing, and this is something that's affecting everybody. And I was thinking, like, because, you know, that's a tough situation. Like, if you're like, well, if your loved one is infected, it's like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? 
because it's very contagious. What if y'all live together? Like, how are you going to be in the same house and not catch it? You know, at the same time, you don't want to, you know, just cast your loved one away, right? So it's like, what do you do in that situation? Absolutely. I mean, uh, we have a report in the United States, I mean, North America as well, too, that, I mean, the cashiers at grocery shops, basically they're giving it, uh, they are uh, giving it to other people, coronavirus. The reason is, first of all, the people when they uh, uh, get into the checkout, they're all uh, to the behind of each other. They are not observing six feet, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, the social distance. And then the, each person, it can be a carrier, and they give it to the cashier. Cashier, get it, and it touch the money and everything, and give it to the next person in the line that is not infected. Very soon... 300 million Americans will be infected, my friend. Go ahead, sir. Well, yeah, let's, let's hope that don't happen. I mean, I know it's one of those things, because we deal with the flu and other viruses. The flu, it will be the, um, you know, most commonly uh, recognized one by most people. Everybody pretty much knows what the flu is. So we deal with these things, and, you know, um, we just got to, you know, do what we can to try to minimize. People have to take it serious. Uh, they got to take it serious because it's, 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 it's a big deal. It's not something you can just blow off. People have died from it. More people will die from it. It's not, it's not nothing to second guess. It's real. It's not fake. It's not a hoax. This is really happening, you know. So, um, yeah, Carla, is there anything else you wanted to um, add? You, you have some, um, you know, enlightening things. Um, anything else you want to, um, you know, add? Just in Singapore, we have uh, an app called All Together. We are in it all together. And we have it, and government knows which one has uh, supposed to be quarantined, and the person, because they use a Bluetooth here, uh, all the, uh, whether you use Android or iPhone or any other devices. So this app is for all of Singaporean. And then what happens in case if the person said hell with it, I'm not being quarantined for another 21 days or 28 days or 14 days. I want to go out in the public. So as a result, they they know it's like a, a tracking device that uh, they track everybody, and then they will be able to uh, say that who came to contact with uh, patient XYZ. And then they notify us then uh, what would uh, happen next, whether we have to quarantine ourselves, then we have to quarantine ourselves. So this is uh, really that way Singapore so far has the lowest. is like a less than 200 people infected, and we have less than 10, 15 people died at most. Or we say 20, for example. That's why. You know, because it goes up every time. And so that's how they track us. 
But, you know, I mean, you have to listen and obey your uh, government right now, uh, uh, county, city, or, uh, uh, you know, your governor knows it better. And right now, people are escaping from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, because it's very hot spot over there too, Washington and uh, Los Angeles. So what happens is this, that now they're going to go full medical martial law in those uh, states very soon. You will see tanks in the streets. Go ahead. Mm. Yeah, people have been talking about that. People have definitely been talking. I got a phone call about that one day from um, a government insider. It's crazy. Um, M- Michelle or Bobby, um, any- anything y'all want to, you know, kind of, Kind of ask for chime in with before we, you know, let the show uh, you say, Michelle? Oh, I was just going to say that a girlfriend of mine who lives in Albany mentioned that she saw some bands and some people who look like, you know, soldiers or just people who are out in the street. And she was like, they're not talking about it on the news. So I definitely hear that. Yeah, I saw that too. They, they're preparing. The soldiers are preparing for martial law. I, so it was in Albany where they, where they were at, set up. That's New York. Yeah. That's, okay. that's up in uh, mm-hmm. the capital of New York, Albany. So that's where yeah. I didn't know where they were. I've seen like a whole caravan, like just rows of, you know, van after van with military guys. So they just, so they getting ready to, and, I, and you know what? They say that was actually the plan for martial law. I heard that. Just uh, someone from China, these people, Chinese, I heard the Chinese people made that. And this is just something that I saw, a video. Uh, some, the Chinese people made it, and then uh, the government, the New York government wanted it from the Chinese, and they somehow got it. They, the Chinese didn't want to uh, give it up. And, you know, um, and somehow they got it and spread it here, and then it went to oh, like, wow. Italy, it went to Italy and all these other countries. You know, because the the plan was depopulating the planet, and also the plan is for martial law, for them to set up. They already, I hear they have the FEMA camps or, like, different parts of the, you know, uh, country already set up with, like, prison. Like, they want to put people in, like, prison camps, like, setting up places. And, um, you know, this is just something that I'm hearing. You know, this is some other stuff that I'm hearing, but... You know, I hear that this thing is not just something that's happening. You know, I hear that this thing is something that's been planned for a long time. You know, so it's been, and it's like happening now, you know. So that's not trying to, you know, uh, Freak people out. create fear or nothing like that. But, yeah, so I'm just saying this is something that I heard, but we'll see how it plays out, you know. Yeah. So, hey, hey, Carla, um, did you? Uh, yes, sir. You know. Yes. Have you, have you, I'm about to say, um, but you're, you're in India, right? No, I am in uh, Singapore, sir. Singapore, okay. So, um, have, has there been any talks of that stuff, like what Bobby was just saying, like as far as like a conspiracy to try to, you know, uh, you know, depopulate? Have you, have, have, have been talks of that stuff coming from your part of the world? 
Uh, you know, uh, we we already seen in the internet uh, that the beloved soldiers in United States and Canada, etc. I mean, they are just helping, uh, you know, to put uh, virtual hospitals, etc. They don't have a mask, and uh, either they don't give the mask or it's a fake. Everything you see is a fake coronavirus, and is a, a, a what you call the AI stimulation right now. We are going through AI. Because how is that possible? I mean, if you go to a different news agencies, I mean, you watch it, it says that up to now 110,000 people in U.S. are infected. Deaths are, you know, uh, 2,500 or 3,000 range. Uh, and uh, so how how they can really then another hour you look at it it says 111,000 infected the deaths are uh, gone to for example 2020 or, or 5 uh, uh. it doesn't make sense to me something is wrong is this is a 5G flu this is all related to 5G networks and they must have internet shut down for 18 months to really to get this 5G flow out of the system of people. Or it is really the greatest hoax they ever run on the mass population. It could be. It could be because the numbers are getting high fast. It could be a, a fake news. It could be a lie about the numbers to get money. And it could be, like you said, I, I totally agree. Because I hear that the Chinese, they made the thing, like I said, Wuhan, China, where they say it started from bats, from bats. Um, I don't know if you heard about that, from bats. And uh, they say it was something called 5, not 5, G5, G5, that's, the, you know, they said that was killing people, you know, which is the virus something that they made called G5. So that's something you might want to try to look into. That's what I... I the video I saw was from a you know Chinese uh, ex military person guy who left the military and kind of like um, just uh, what you call that he just pretty much dropped a dime on what was happening with what they're trying to do you know a whistleblower you know so that's what I where I get that from and you know I know you guys probably heard it too about it started in Wuhan China. But then they say that it's just, it's different types of you know. I had so many different things, but that's the main thing I'm hearing that started there. But you never know. Like like the young like the man was just saying, it could be just be the the, the biggest the biggest hoax oh. ever. You know, yeah, yeah. It could be. because remember Donald Trump one time said this is a hoax, and then later he was forced to take action. So I every every possibility exists right now there because you know it uh, probably is the uh, same um, 5G flu. They have to close all internet for two years, 18 months until everything goes to normal. And then they have to change back everything to 4G. But right now in Japan, not uh, they're making a smart cities in Japan, and they said, well, 5G is not enough for us. 
We are already going 6G network in smart cities in Japan, Tokyo. So in the city that you don't need anything else, food is available to you, everything, the housing is available to you within, uh, say, uh, five miles radius. They're all smart. You can go drive anywhere you want. The taxi comes to yours, and it's self-driving taxes. And pretty much everything your home soon will be run by 6G in, in Japan, uh, that part of the smart city. So, again, God help them. So all those people are bombarded every second with 6G. My gosh. Mm. Mm, that's something. Uh, well, hey, Carla, I definitely want to um, thank you for um, tuning in with us and, um, you know, sharing your insight and um, your perspective on things. Definitely appreciate you calling. Hey, man, you make sure you stay safe out there in Singapore, man. Um, you know, keep your mask on. You know, if you got one, make sure you, have your, you know, keep your social distance. Like, keep maintaining that. And you know, try to do what's best for you and your family, so you won't get infected. All right. Yes, uh, we do. We have to be respect. I mean, more Singaporeans are very uh, good with that because you know nobody wants uh, to be the next Wuhan, China. Uh, right. Too. I appreciate exactly. you, but please, uh, can I say you something? Go to your grocery shops and talk yeah. to manager. Say. Why the cashier doesn't have a mask? Why the cashier doesn't yes, have a berry? Yes, I agree with that. That's, yes, Please I agree with that. All cashiers should have because, one, yeah. And, and a barrier, is it's called, uh, whether it's plastic barrier or window barrier or something, they have to do that. I mean, it, it's very weird that uh, this is like contagion, the movie. If you touch one, one time, that's it. it. You get it. So... And uh, so, if the, why what the hell they don't do it? Why the our national guards? You know, because I'm American, like you too. Uh, I'm working here in Singapore. But the question is, you know, what the hell the national guards doesn't even use their own uh, Israeli masks or even the regular mask? I mean, N95 or N100. And why the citizens of the uh, North America doesn't have access to N95 or N100? Why they don't have gloves when you go out? So these are the factors. So it doesn't matter what you do, you are going to get it. That's why they say, uh, you know, 300 million people in U.S. will get it out of 420 million. Go ahead, sir. Wow, right, that's something, man. That's something. Um, all right, all right. Well, thank you, thank you for, um, thank you for sharing your perspective, Carla. We appreciate you. We're going to continue this conversation. You are welcome to, you know, stay on as long as you want and listen, um, you know, um, to the rest of the discussion because you and you had some very significant input on this discussion, which we appreciate. Um, anybody? Um, matter of fact, Michelle, have we haven't heard from you in a minute. Uh, how do you take all of this stuff in? I know you said you were dealing with some anxiety and all of that. When you hear all this stuff that's, that we're talking about now, like how do you how do you how do you take that, Michelle? Um, I mean, I'm just shaking my head really because 
I don't feel like it has to be this way. Um, of course, I think there is something bigger than us taking place. I don't want to get too spiritual, but it's definitely not just, oh, there's a, a random virus. No, I mean, I think this is time for us to be evolving, and that's, I mean, what we're going to have to do. So, like, I mean, yeah, I have anxiety. I'm an anxious person, but I think the collective is anxious right now. And so it's really kind of just in finding your vibe, like your peace in it. Like, what can I do? What can I control? You know, I can't make sure that everybody in my house, you know, stays healthy if that's what's meant. You know, like, I can't allow myself to be taken too far off of my path due to this hiccup. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, my thing is, you know, I just, I want us to, us, all collectively, I want us all to know the truth on what's going on behind this so-called COVID-19 coronavirus. And another thing, I, heard, you know, just like Trump said, Trump said is it was fake. Um, some say this is a plan for Trump to put off everything, including the election, which means he will remain president for the next four years. I heard that. I too. absolutely hear just, that. Yeah, I heard that all this is a plan because every election time, a new virus come out. You know, the SARS, Ebola, swine flu, like every election time, there's a new virus out. You ever, I don't know if you have, you know, but thought about that, but if you look back, it's the same thing every election, you know. So, so just that this seems to be worse. It could be a big lie with the numbers, you know. We we don't really know that, you know. I mean, people are, I guess, passing from it and everything. But the numbers could be a, a lie, a big lie, like the young man was saying. So, you know, it's just a lot of things that I don't really have facts on. You know, I just things that I've been hearing, things that I've been thinking about. So I can't really think, but, you know, it makes me just wonder if this is another, you know, another lie. Some more fake news to bring in, you know, a reason to bring in, um, you know, the soldiers and everything, you know, and to move back, you know, the election and just shut down everything. You know, just, they just shut down the whole economy, you know, like everything is just shut down. But, you know, they can we talk about that for a second? Not to interrupt yeah. you, Bobby G, but can we talk about, yeah. like, the adjustment of seeing, like, a lot of these, like a lot of businesses, a lot of your local businesses, uh, places that you're used to going, like corner stores or, you know, just businesses you're used to going to. And um, a lot of people who are entrepreneurs who have like daycares and stuff, like how they aren't able to work right now and the the impact that this is having on the economy, like, just to see, like, stores not open, the business is not open. Uh, let's start with Michelle. Like, I mean, you probably – you live in Houston. Houston is a huge city. Uh, I'm sure you yeah. probably know a lot of people who are infected um, by this whole pandemic. Uh, you know, like, how how do you feel about, like, as far as, like, what it's doing um, to people, you know, economically, financially, like, you know, the whole nine, like? Well, 
I'll say that I know a lot of people who um, have had to close, like, you know, daycares, hairdressers, barbers, that kind of thing. I mean, those people are going to be totally without income because they make their money that way, you know. They don't have a job they go to. They hustle by themselves, and they do it um, by interacting with other humans. So that is major, major for them. Um, But I do think that, like I said, about evolving, I think we're really being tasked with how can you become uh, online capable. No matter what you do, you've got to find some kind of way to connect with people online. I know he was just saying that they were trying to take the Internet down for 18 months. But while it's up, you know, what can you do to evolve in that because that's what it's going to take. I mean, who's to say what we'll come back to when we come out of it? You know, it might be that you really do have to become the type of person that knows how to operate online. Every time you want to go shopping now, what can you do? You can order it online. Come to this the same day, you know. So that's why I think, like, even though it's unfortunate that this is what we're having to experience in order to get there, I really do think that this is the time for us to be moving out of what was, they built this infrastructure in 1950-something or before then. Like, how long is it supposed to continue to go? I mean, at some point, it does have to evolve just like with anything, right? Yes, yes, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah totally. I mean, so, so, Michelle, so, Michelle, <laughs> like, you think this is like, you feel like this is a divine thing? Yes, I absolutely do. And I'll say it because when I started my consulting business last year, I kept saying, and I had been saying to Danielle and Sharonda for maybe a year, I kept telling them, we're not going to work in 2020. We're not going to work in 2020. And I don't know why I kept saying it. I guess I thought I was going to be rich from the podcast, right? But <laughs> I, I kept saying, we're not going to work in 2020. Watch what I tell you. Watch what I tell you. And then sure enough, here we are. We're not at work. So That's it's got to be something bigger than just the virus. I mean, it was already, everything that we experience is already taking place. You know what I'm saying? We're just catching up to it. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that the people who came before, I mean, there are so many people, psychics and uh, mediums, who predicted this moment in 2020. So, like, we can't take away from that in saying, well, it's just a virus that came out. No, like, it is part of the divine plan. So now we're sitting here with nothing to do, but we have so much to do in that we can take this time to reconnect with ourselves. Whoever it was they told you that you couldn't be because you needed to go to school, go to work, uh, tap dance and perform for them, you have the opportunity to be that now, to come into your purpose and your order what you're supposed to be doing. So, like, even though this is really uncomfortable, it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I've been talking about that a lot lately. And, like, first, like, your consulting business, what do you do consulting for, Michelle? So, usually it's uh, creative come to me uh, with a problem or something maybe they sort of can't figure out, like, let's say you want to take your business online. You're not sure what kind of product you should use or, you know, oh. maybe it's something small. Yeah, so, like, you come is, to me is and you it sit like down a, and... To, uh, it's to bring your business online. 
Yeah, or if, well, for before it was you need a storefront. Whatever people wanted to do, like I helped somebody um, have an event where she she was a, a survivor of blood cancer. So we hosted an event together. She wanted to build up a list of people who wanted to swab their mouths so that they could, you know, help other black people get a marrow if they needed. Because, you know, only 20% of black Americans ever get a donor if they have blood cancer. So that was one thing that we did. You know, so like like other people, I'll I'll build their website if they're struggling to come up with the funds for that. You know, I'll do low-cost web design. Um, you know, regular consulting just over the phone, talking if people need to talk about something, talk through an idea, help you map it out. You know, really my purpose is just to help people take what they see in their heads and bring it to reality. You could call me a magician. (laughs) So basically you're still making money online. So regardless of that, you know, we're always going to need people to go to work and go to a, you know, uh, you know, not five because for the people yeah. who's running the business. Because if you know, if I have a business, if I may need people working for me one day. So you know, we all we always gonna need that. But you know, I understand yeah. what you're saying, and you're right. This is an opportunity for a lot of people who's out of work to try to start their own business. You know, so that's yeah, true. yeah, I totally agree. Well, I say that because look at who's at work right now. Those are the essential people, and they don't. It's not nobody who went and got a college degree, and it's not anybody who's banging down the door doing door-to-door sales. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not able, because a lot of people are like, hell no, I'm not doing that type of work. They think they're above Mm -hmm. that. If you're not going to work for $10, then what are you going to do? Right. Right. That's true. I know Amazon workers must be, uh, you know, Pretty they have to be out there. Good, right? Glad that they, that they work for Amazon because they've been actually taking on more people. I heard they're paying people even more, mm-hmm. um, $2 more an hour than than what they normally start you out with. And um, yeah. they're getting more more traffic than ever because people are home, people need things. Some mm-hmm. people don't even want to go to the store. Amazon is cleaning up. Right sold, out, sold out of stuff, yeah, right. you know, so. People are home right now. Right. And I'm going to tell you another thing. This, like you see how everybody's buying up hand sanitizers and masks and stuff. Soldier Boy, the rapper Soldier Boy, he went and invested in a hand sanitizer company. You know, you smart. got people, yeah, it's very smart, so he can get paid. Everybody's buying it. I was listening to um, Brother Polite the other day. He invested in a toilet paper company. Toilet paper. That's very that easy. Smart he went too. to the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff that's making money. Little things like smart, that man. you don't think about, man. You got to. You know, you know, things that everyday things that we use and we don't really pay in no mind. There's something to think about because you could be making money. And another thing is this: a lot of people don't. That's the real. You know, a lot of people don't have three months of uh, money in case of situations like this to take care of bills. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us don't have three months of you no know, money to cover the rent and bills and food and all that stuff. You know, they say you're supposed to have that type of thing, like three months or maybe a little more, you know what I'm saying, of, of finances, you know. But the And see, the government, let's just face it, the government wants to be our daddies. They want to be our baby mothers and fathers. They want to be our pimps. And see, the thing is, 
you know, they that's the thing. The government wants us to rely on them for everything. That's why because now they want to offer people a stimulus check, twelve hundred dollars, and all this stuff. They want, you know, bring it. They just everything is like they just want you to totally, totally rely on them. I'm not knocking it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm not knocking like you know if someone has, works for the government or you just have to, you know, you have to do what you got to do for the time being. But, you know, it definitely is good eventually to try to move on and get your own thing going, like starting your business like Michelle did. So let's talk about that for a second, the whole stimulus check thing. Um, How how do y'all feel about that? Let's start with Michelle. How do you feel about that? Is that something you're looking forward to? Like, yeah, I need that, you know, like as a working class citizen yourself. Like, how, how do you feel about, like, the whole stimulus check thing? You think, like... Did you give the Trump administration credit for even coming up with that? Did you think no. that's the least they could do? Like, how do you feel about it? This is, okay, like, three weeks ago, like, before people even, because I don't watch the news. Like, before people were even talking about that, I, I went to my desk and I was, like, just considering the trauma of this whole experience. And I was, like, they're going to give us some kind of stimulus check. And then the next week they were, like, oh, well, he's talking about giving us a check. But I see the way that they're just trying to use it to um, create fanfare, like either give it or don't, you know, at this point. But my thing is I don't – I wouldn't say that I don't need it because who can't use money, right? But I don't have any plans to go out and spend it. Now, usually whenever we get a stimulus check, we're like, yeah, I'm going to go buy a new radio or, yeah, I'm going to – no, because – Nobody has a, not nobody, but a lot of people are out of work. So if they send that check out, it's going right in someone's pocket, and that's where it's going to stay. And what they're hoping that happens is that everyone's going out to spend, right? Well, if you're in a position last month, you didn't have your job, right? But if last month you didn't have a job, you ain't going to be spending. You might be like, I'll pay a bill. It's not going to boost and bolster the way that it may have in the past. And I wanted to back up just a second to talk about, um, this three months, or you said three months of pay, right? Or something yes. like that? Okay, that's not realistic for most people. And at exactly. first I thought maybe it was. And I, I really thought maybe I was the only person who was living like I didn't have a nice savings. But in this experience, the only thing I have not been able to purchase is 10 to 15 cent ramen noodles. You know why? Because that's all everybody else is able to eat. So that's what all they're buying. Everybody else is, like, trying to buy up the cheap food, too, because they're not living like we thought they were. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I like chicken ramen noodles, so if I eat that. Me, too. <laughs> I'm suffering. I can't get none of my soup. <laughs> so right. you telling me every, every market you went to, like, you couldn't find, yeah, like, everyone, ramen noodles? Everyone is empty for the last three weeks. They finally started having water. But uh, they ain't yes. no toilet paper, ain't no noodles. I finally saw some water on the shelf today when I went in the supermarket. I bought a bottle of water. Yeah, I have water yeah. in there, but, you know, the shelves were, like, now they're only allowing you to buy they, no more than four bottles. Mm-hmm. And, like, the cases of water, they, they only, I think they're only allowing you to get two because people was rack going yeah. in there and shopping carts, racking yes. up. Mm-hmm. So, and they have a yeah. little on bread, too. All of that, yeah. Yeah. Or final. Yep. Yeah. 
bread, eggs, Can't water, toilet back. paper. And I noticed at first cereal, um, potato chips, they only have the undesirable flavors. And, like, I know a lot about this because I have, like, a compulsive grocery shopping problem. I noticed this whenever it just started because I was like, oh, no, I need to go shopping. And then I went shopping. <laughs> I came home. I started unpacking. I was like, but I already have this. And I saw, I was like, okay, so the shopping is something else for me. So, like, that's, of course, that's for a different episode. But I was like, I got to stop going to the store. But, like, I have not yet stopped going to the store. So I'm noticing every day. I guess maybe I'm going to make some kind of, like, strategic decision about what I need to buy. I don't know. I just noticed that at first. So you went through that, was, too? Because that what? happened to me. Like, I was like, man, um, everybody about to be home. I mean, everybody will be buying stuff up. Let me go and get the stuff I need. I was yeah. buying stuff I wouldn't normally buy. Yeah. Like, it's stuff that I would buy, but I wouldn't have bought all this stuff, like, at one time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta exactly. get this. I got oh, man, I got to get water. I don't have enough water. What if the stores right. close? Like, what if it gets real out of control? Like, and I just was, like, buying, buying. I'm yeah. like, man, I'm about to be broke. I'm about to not have no money because I keep thinking the things I don't have. Oh, man, I need hand right. soap. Everybody buying the hand soap. Oh, man, I need right. more water. You know right. what I mean? Like, need, need, need more toilet paper. Like, and just, like, you keep thinking the things you need, and you will literally go broke trying to, like, be prepared for this situation with this right. like, coronavirus thing. Like, you know, it's crazy. Well, and I think for me it was, like, also looking at, the stuff that I was buying because I'm like, why do I feel like I need this? Granted, toilet paper is a nice luxury, but if it comes to I can't get any more because I still don't see any, I have one six pack downstairs. We just don't have to use a rag because oh, oh I'm not going to make myself crazy and mentally unstable behind paper towels. You know what I'm saying? Right. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. But I just I feel like everybody's in this hysteria about it because we're looking at what we live with for our convenience. Right. That first couple days was so crazy looking at the stuff that was out. I'm like, water comes out the faucet. Like, I know sometimes it's not the safest to drink, but the people and the way they went and the way they were fighting, like, I heard people fighting in Randall's over water, and I had to leave. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, it's good to probably. This makes you well for me. It makes me uh, think about getting a water filter filtration system, mm-hmm. so you won't have to buy water. Just filter the water that's coming into your house, clean it, right. make it like the bottle of water. Because that's all that is. That bottle of water you buy, all right? The bottle of water I saw in today, while well, it was the store brand, you know, uh, Food Town. Well, so, you know, but that's nothing but uh, probably 10% spring water and, like, 90% filtered water, you know? So that's really, you know, EVR, all that stuff, you know? So You can buy, really. right, you can, oh, go ahead, Bobby, go ahead. Yeah, 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 you can get a filter, go to Walmart. And buy, right, I was just about uh, to say that, yeah. Yeah, and buy one of those filtration systems that could, they got the ones that you can hook it up to your kitchen sink. You know, if you got a house, they even got the ones where you can put it in the basement, like the water line coming in, you know, to your oh, wow. house, period. Yeah, they have all that. They have the ones where you, you know, fill up a, a picture and put it in your refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah, they have that. You know, Bobby, that's, 
Bobby, that's what I thought about investing in at first. Yeah, that's a good investment. That's what I think. I think that's a great like, investment. After a while, people are going to be like, well, you know, it might be tough to get, because they have them limited. Like, if you have a family of six or eight, you got to go to, like, five stores to get all the water y'all need for the week. Yeah, because yeah. most stores are only allowed when you get the, to get either one or two. Um, right. When I went to the store, Walmart was gone. Like, I couldn't believe it. I'm not dropped to the floor. God, this was like the first or second day that the whole – this was like the first few days of the whole announcement thing of shutting everything to schools and all that stuff. Right. And I yeah. went to Walmart, and the whole aisle was – and this was a super Walmart, the one that's like the, the market plus Walmart. I got and yeah. the whole aisle was wiped out of water. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen that before. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Whole yeah. aisle gone. That was the hardest part for me was just – and everything empty, like just like you were saying, yeah. Bobby, about the streets. It's like that's what kind of jars you is the seeing the change in exactly. the normal behavior, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw Times Square look like that. Empty, usually full with tourists and people that, you know, work around there, people from the you know, the five boroughs or whatever. But but it's always packed. It's always unless it's like super late at night, early in the morning. Even then it's I've seen more people then than I saw, you know, see lately, you know. Yeah. So, out walking around out there. That's just wow. That's just such a that busy before. place. Yeah, all, all the time. That's yeah. a busy place. Like, that would be the worst place to be with, oof. I mean, I know it's hard for you to see it like that, but, man, that is for y'all's own good. It is. Sure. It, yeah, there, there you go. That's what I say. It's for our, our own good. And that's what people, mm-hmm. you know, if this thing is really real, if it's true like that, then it's all good, you know. So right. It, it, it's it's good that to see people staying off the street. You know? Yeah, so like good. I think my daughter is seven, and she wanted to go to the park last week, and we drove over there. I was humoring her because I knew it was going to be close. They have like tape around the playground thing, and she was like, "This is tape around stupid. the playground at the park." Yeah. Oh yeah. Like. Wow. I know they're yeah. doing that. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable, but it's like, wow. Yeah. She yeah, was, also, she was sorry, it, Yeah. No, keep going. You're fine. Yeah, they also, they, what, they, what they've what they done out here, they had um, unschooled, they took out basketball courts, the rim, because the guys wow. were still playing basketball. Yeah, they had to literally. The people are not listening. Yeah. Right, they're not listening. Right. And then eventually wow. started closing the whole park down together. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah, all, so that, all that social gathering stuff is really going to just help be, mm-hmm. spread even more. It's going to spread even more. It's going to be just like that caller said, the whole America infected. If people don't chill back, like, that's a serious thing. Like, you have to, we have to distance ourselves. It makes sense if you really think about it. It's easily, yeah. it's, it's a, they said it's, I think, 10 times more contagious than the flu. And we know how contagious the flu is. So imagine exactly. that. And there are some people who got people with underlying health conditions and elderly yeah, people, thing. people with compromised immune systems can and will die. So just because you're healthy, that's right. cool for you. But what about your mother? What about your grandmother, your great aunt? You know, right. your your right. elder people in your family that you're around this stuff. You know, Someone what about who your sick brother? Asthma. Exactly. Yes, 
and you Something and you like pass that. that infection on to them. You can't right. just ignore that, you know. Yeah, if somebody got asthma, they already have breathing issues. So imagine that, and then getting this uh, COVID nineteen, you know, coronavirus. That's going to be twice as much issues with breathing. So yeah, and I think most total. of the people um, yeah. like the flu. Like when the flu kills people, a lot of people end up getting influenza, which we know. I mean, no, influenza is the flu. A lot of people end up getting um, pneumonia, and then they end up right, dying. There you go, pneumonia. There you develop go. pneumonia and die. And yeah. die. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah man. Um, it's it's uh, serious. One, one thing ab- about pneumonia, now that you brought it up, is that I saw that somebody passed away last week. I guess it was a New Orleans DJ. Did anybody hear about that? Either of New, I heard about I've been hearing that, about right. so many people. New Orleans yeah. DJ, he's popular. Right. He was kind of popular. popular. He actually has the same name as another guy that uh, worked for some celebrity or something. But the thing about it, it was he went in because he was ill. They told him he had pneumonia. He passed away. Of course, he had COVID-19. So that's another thing is that there's a lot of people who are getting misdiagnosed. That, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, doctors be misdiagnosed no. people. You know, they should get sued right. for that, you know, not knowing what they do. Hell yeah. About. Oh, it's going to be a lot of people end up uh, at the courthouse. Oh, Lawsuits for, all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're coming. Yeah. Because, like I said, too. I mean, like, I know I keep talking about my work situation, but, like, if I'm not essential, because I really don't feel like I'm essential to be in the hospital, and I, if I am a carrier and I take it to my mom who's diabetic and 70 years old, and, you know, like, that's like, like, why are we not thinking about that stuff? Like, just shut it down. I know it's scary. They're like, Oh, we're gonna lose money. Yeah, you're gonna lose money, but save the people. You know, yeah, save the people. The money is already yeah. created out of thin air by these people anyway. So just save the people is my. That's thing. facts, Michelle. I was thinking about that too. I'm like, money. What is money? It's value. But you can make value right. out of anything. We can. We dictate, not we really, the government, but I'm saying we as people, as human beings, dictate the value. The va- we just use this paper to say this is the value. This is how yes. much value you get for this portion. Yeah. We are, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? All, so money is really take, infinite if you think about it. There's no exactly. end. It's what it you is. make it to be. But yeah. to control people and to keep control, they have this system created to limit things so they can keep control of things. If you think about yeah, it, yeah, we are U.S. collateral. We are U.S. collateral. You know, we born U.S. collateral. You know, we are born because they every person that's born, they figure out your lifetime how much money you are going to spend with the government. We are already collateral on the the debt, the national debt. You know that we owe. You know, I'm telling you, ever since the Federal Reserve um, came. What happened? The Great Depression, like shortly after, you know, like it's just been. And this is why, this is why Kennedy wanted to close down the Federal Reserve, you know, and this is why they went after. Oh no, wonder he, he got assassinated. Right, he wanted to shut down the Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah, right, because it's not backed by anything. Yeah, he knew about what was going to happen in the future. Of course, you know the debt. And she went, and another thing is this, whenever, you know, 
like the United States need money, what happens? They they stir up some war so they can borrow more money and with more interest from the Federal Reserve Bank, which is not even a federal company. It's not even a federal agency. Right, right. It's a, you know? uh, owned by some Jewish guy, right? Yeah, it's owned by some private, you know, to me it's owned by a bunch of monsters, you know, so, but they're a bunch of gangsters, you know, that that's behind all of this stuff. Them and certain other little secret societies and certain um, people that's like, in power, that's behind the presidency and all of that stuff. That's right. Really let me ask y'all a question. Let, let me ask y'all a question because there's so much to talk about, and but us having a, you know a limited amount of time, I want to you know touch on as much as yeah. possible. Uh, how do y'all feel about the the kids now not having school? I mean, like in the kids' home, driving the parents crazy. The parents can't work. The kids is climbing up the walls. Just not listen. Some people got five or six kids that's all one to three years apart, and imagine what they're going through right. like at home, like ah, mm-hmm. you know, like I, right. Michelle, you're a mom. You said you have a seven year old, and I know you have another child too. I believe you had two. What, how, mm-hmm. how, what do you feel about the whole school situation? Your kids not being able to go to school, get their energy out their system, talk to their friends and stuff, and just being home, just you know, just bugging us. Like, what's what's your thoughts on it? Lord of mercy, first. <laughs> Second, I'm going to need that back. Like, I, okay, so part of my desire after I started my business, because it really came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Was, and it's so interesting that you were just talking about Kennedy, but right before the weekend, I guess, that Nipsey Hussle was killed, I went to Dallas and I went to, you know, the museum, and then I got this major download where I was like, oh, I need a school, and I need this, and we got to have this for our businesses and all this other stuff, and then I got home and realized this man has been killed or whatever. And I wanted to teach my kids myself because I wanted to remove them from the school system, to be honest, because I want them to know what I think is more relevant, you know, but not like hear that. You know? Right, not like, <laughs> like this in the middle of the school year, out of nowhere, boom, no more school. Well, the problem is, is that they didn't send their curriculum to me in the email, and they expect me to administer it, but I also have to do my job. Right. Like, I'm not only the teacher, you know. I am also right. working. I got to, you know, and now I'm in the house. You're not just, so you're not just a like, stay-at-home mom, basically. Right. And now that I'm here, they're looking at me like, oh, yes, you finna do our bidding all day. No, I'm not. You know, so it's like a lot of different aspects. Like I was just talking to a girlfriend right now about it, and she was like, you know, everybody's looking at it like, oh, you're at home, so it's going to be easy. No, 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 it's not because that's my work I'm doing. I have my side work I have to do. I have homework that I have to do. I work with my kids. I'm trying to cook, clean. Also keep people protected from the coronavirus because I have to go to the store or whatever. It's mm. too much. Like, they need to just shut the shit down. Like, just <laughs> chill for a minute. You know, like, just relax. They're That's trying to hold on to that, yeah. what it is. Oh, we got to make sure that we keep some kind of irons in the fire. No. Like, let it fall. If it's falling, it needs to fall down. You need don't need to be trying to hold on to it. It needed to be reworked anyway. 
It needed yeah, to. Sounds like your work is never done. No. A, mother, never. a mother's work is never done. And this, exactly. this is coming from a guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of women's work is never done. Yeah, and this, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a guy saying this, so, yeah. There's always something I'm they got to do. Yeah. I mean, because my son is 15, and he's like, I need you to tell me when to brush my teeth. Because he, he's off his schedule, you know? Yeah, so the like, schedule's totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, and he's a good kid. Like, you know, he makes straight A's. He was trying to be on the honor roll. He was on the honor roll, but, like, that was his oh, focus. He was like, I don't do that. Yeah, but he's he's filling off because he's just kind of like here, you know. So yeah. I have to try to put this in place for him to, you know, do his work and whatever. But then again, like I'm still trying to manage myself because I'm also human and experiencing this. Yeah. Oh, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, How did you feel when you when you first heard they shut the um they they suspended the NBA season? I know you were a super sports fanatic. So how did that? Oh, what was that man, like for yeah. you? That oh man, no basketball! Uh, like what? That was crazy. That was so frustrating. I couldn't come home you know, after a long day and turn on a game and get a you know probably get a beer or something and watch a game. You know, uh, it was frustrating. I was mad, and then I got even more upset when I heard that um, a couple of players from the NBA got the virus. Right, Rudy you know, like, Gobert, or Gobert, however you say his name. Gobert, uh, he was the first from, one. From, from then Utah. Donovan Mitchell was the second, and, Mitchell, and it just started going from there. And, yeah, then also, you know, Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Kevin Durant. I, I yeah. did read a report where Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert have fully made a full recovery. Um, I didn't get a chance to really, really, like, really, like, get read it and get into it, but I saw, like, a, like, all right, like an article, like a – brief, like, little overview of an article that was like, yeah, Dave's made a full recovery. Did you hear anything about good. that? I didn't hear that, but that's good. They got a full recovery? The guys from Utah, that's, that's I mean, good. that's what I'm hearing. I didn't get a chance. Yeah. I need to look okay. more to into really it. Okay, confirm it. Okay, I'm going to look into right, that. Right, because yeah. look into that, because that's what, something that's important for us to know and understand, too, because when you hear exactly. this stuff on the media and stuff, you, you, mostly, you mostly, like the media usually is, you mostly just hear about the negative, like the people dying and stuff. They don't shine enough light on people that make full recoveries, and they should have more people who have made full recoveries come on we to these, should know these shows and how stuff, they come on to these exactly. shows and share their stories. Come on, stand up yeah, there with exactly. Trump and them, you know, with that mask yeah. on or whatever. Whatever, yep. people take the precautions six feet away, whatever. But that, let them come up to the microphone and say, yes, I made a full recovery. This is what, what my symptoms was. You know, this is how sick I was. This is what was going through my mind, but I'm here. I'm fully recovered. I got tested again three weeks later, and I'm negative or whatever. Like, we need to hear more stories like that because, you know, what we what's getting said, all this negative stuff in our head it's going to make people feel like, oh, man, if I get it, I'm I'm, I'm a goner. I'm done, you know. And you don't exactly. want people to start thinking like that. People start freaking out and panicking, and people start acting dumb. And next thing you know, crime rate goes up because people think it's the end of the damn world. You know you know what I mean? Right. I got you. That is true. Let people know how, what they did to recover. You know, what they did, what did they take? How, how, what did they do well, nothing you throughout can take. the day? The only thing you can do is... uh. You know, um, their body, but they're doing like if, like for instance, if someone I need to use us as an example. Forget that. 
but as I say, someone you know has the uh, coronavirus. Um, if they call their doctor and tell them they have the symptoms, they're going to ask them to not come into the hospital. Unless it's major like they have, like, you know, like they have like a bad respiratory, uh, you know, uh, system or something like that, they're going to be asked to stay at home and um, quarantine for a minimum of 14 days. And then, you know, um, I guess they'll try to get them a test, but there's a shortage of tests. You know, when they're, they're trying, I don't know, it's a shortage of tests, but they're definitely going to be asked to stay home because they don't want people to go run into the hospital, sit in the emergency room, cough, sneeze, and other people breathe it in or somehow obtain their droplets from their fluids, and now right. they get it, and you and other people are infected, including your own doctor. You know, so right. they're doing now, they're doing stuff like um, using, like, you know, like FaceTime and stuff like that, like video chatting to... Mm-hmm. For, for more comfort, because, you know, it's a difference from seeing the doctor and just talking to him on the phone, and the doctor's like, okay, that, and they're telling you, all right, do this. You know how the doctor might say, all right, breathe in, breathe out, and stuff like that. When you go see them, right. they're going to tell them to do whatever they're going to tell them to do, and they're going to be, like, on video chat, and they're like, you know, well, this is what it looks like. This is what it sounds like. This is what I'm they thinking. Continue. Okay. Right. If you're not, like, okay, literally, like, you know, this is this this could be a very serious serious situation for you. Like you're not doing good at all. For the most part, they're asking people to stay at home. And the people that are like more risky, I don't even know how they're taking addressing that because they still don't want you to come in and affect other people. So I don't even know what the steps they're taking to allow people to be admitted into the hospital without having them contaminate the hospital. It's crazy. And you see what you just said. Someone could not have it and go get tested and be around somebody that does have it, and now they got it. They went there clean, and then, they, you know, they they went there and they got it because they went there to get tested, and someone there did have it. You know, there's a lot of people in the hospital. We all know, know that have it, and then now they got it. But just going to get tested, you know. So I was talking to this lady today, this cashier in the supermarket. She was like, it seems like everybody that go get tested gets it, or they say they got it. Somebody, they look, they look good, they look fine, no coughing, no fever. They go there and then they got it. Yeah, I mean, I know they say that it could sit in your system, your sinus, and for days or you know, over a week, eleven days, whatever. But um, this, it is kind of strange, you know, that you know a lot of people. She was telling me that once they get tested. Got it. Like it seems like people going as if they going in. The doctors are telling them, "Yeah, you got it." You know, I don't know what that's all about. Of course, I don't know how true it is, but it's just, it's, she said yeah. it's been seeming that way. Yeah, it's been seeming that way to her. So and I'm like, "Wow, I better not." You know, I'm I'm fine. You feel fine. If they don't. If there's nothing serious. Don't get tested. But the thing is, if they say that if you really feeling bad or have issues breathing. You know, that could be not good either because by the time you go to the doctor, your lungs can be already filled or, almost, you know, halfway full with that virus from what they're saying. So then that's not good. You want to catch it before it get, even gets there. So it's like, what are you going to do, man? You know, like catch 22, man, you know? It's just crazy. We just got to, you know, try to, 
this is why people should stay in the house and you know and just you know go out if you have to you know you gotta go to the supermarket you gotta go somewhere important you know you gotta do what you gotta do but just don't be out there too long you know and make sure you you know make sure you clean yourself up man wash your hands you know um keep hand sanitizer you know the wet the wet wipes is a good idea I like that you know you can wipe touch stuff with it you know your gloves you can you know you touch stuff grab stuff and you don't gotta worry about your hands getting infected. But just also be careful um, with the gloves when you finish with it. So. Um, Bobby, let me just say that here in Houston I have had trouble finding baby wipes also. Wow. Yeah, wow. I heard about that. I heard people were like the Pampers for like with like the Pampers people was like the Pampers rice price was skyrocketing. Like Pampers was way more expensive. Um it was hard to find wipes. Um, this I call price gouging or something like that when people are charging yeah. extra more money than Potato they're supposed to, more than market value. That's another thing. Potato chips $9. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for they the variety bags, it's usually like seven and it's like nine. Yeah. Jeez, man. They charge me that's, $8. That's just horrible. That's, that's, that's messed up, man. Yeah. Like how could you charge and more? And that's really wrong. At a time because like now, because they don't Right. It's not wrong. Like, 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 like baby wipes or pampers or something like that. Even these masks. Like how important are these masks to have? And there's such a shortage of them. You can't find like the N95. They're saying the, they're saying the regular hospital mask ain't good enough. You need like the N95s. Yeah. I actually have one, and I just feel fortunate because I had it for a long time, brand new, never used it. And I have one, and when I go to the store right now, I probably wear it. Um, and right. there are such a shortage of masks and stuff. You can even go on the Walmart app, Walmart website, or whatever your favorite store website, and try to order some stuff like masks, uh, not in stock. I tried to order some dishwasher, not in stock. I'm like, what? Wow. Toilet paper, not in stock. Like, you know what wow. I mean? The list yeah. goes on and on. It's like, man. That's mm-hmm. so it's just crazy. It's really crazy to see what doesn't come back. You know, like, I, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at where the forever shortage is going to be. Because, like, that's well, that those are the places where you need to be moving your industry to. Right. And, you know, well, some of these businesses, some of these little mom and pop businesses, to be honest, I don't see them coming back. Like some of them, is going to, it's going to yeah. be a struggle to get back if they even come back. Some people may be done financially, you know, so coming back, yeah, it's going to be tough Yeah, that's the sad part. Cause it's Did y'all hear what you said? Go ahead, Michelle. Go ahead, Michelle. No, I was just going to say it's going to be small businesses that will suffer the most, you know. Takes all the time, you know? Yeah. Did y'all hear what Trump said, like, when they were talking uh, at one of the um, press conferences and – he was saying that like um, they're gonna they're gonna like help businesses, and he was saying that the government might own a portion, the federal government, government or whatever, you know, might you know obtain a portion of their company. I'm like, what? Wow! Yeah, I can't believe my ears yeah. when I heard that. Like, yeah, like but they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna make sure certain companies don't go out of business. That's yeah, like they might own some stake in their company. That's crazy, ain't it? Yeah. 
That, that, they're like, trying to turn they're saying your business for more you, but like, they're going to own they a portion of your company now. Business. If they bring you back and put you back in business, now they want to, like, shop. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like a loan. Like a, yeah. Well, that's right they, to the loan. A loan, you just yeah. pay it back. No, I'm going to obtain a portion of your business because you'll never be able to pay me back this money that I'm about to give you. So, in return, uh, I, you know. And this is what the government is saying with the small businesses. They they gonna they bring them back. They gonna want a portion of their business. Wow. That's he said it. he said a lot of businesses aren't going to come. He said you might see a business uh, come back with a different owner and I don't know. So I was like, man, he was saying all this. This is what Trump said. Wow. Trump, I was like, man, they need to get somebody like to speak for him. They should probably get somebody to speak for him. Yeah. As I wanted to ask you yeah. about that, I get, this is a, an important question I'm about to ask both of you. I need both of your insights. Um, you know, Michelle, you're from Houston. I, from my from my uh, from my research, it's uh, roughly uh, you know two, over two million people, close to three million people. Bobby, you're at New York, eight million, but close to about nine million people. And just the New York, I guess the boroughs, the Tosca area, whatever you want to call it. Um, right. How do you, how do how do you guys feel? I guess you know, Bobby. We'll start with you this time. How do you feel that the uh, Trump administration? How do you feel they've handled? You know, election year is coming. Um, November is going to be election time. How do you feel as though um, the Trump administration has handled this um, this whole COVID nineteen situation? Do you see any like positive things that the Trump administration? Has done, or well, you just feel like no. they just totally just no Trump totally no, just screwed no. up. Trump is people in New York don't support Trump. People don't vote for Trump here, so he got to allow his votes from somewhere else. So he feels like he doesn't owe us anything, even though he's from like he was living in New York and everything, and moved. Look, right the other day, um, Governor Cuomo, you know, had a conference about what we need, what New Yorkers need for these hospitals, the beds, and. Uh, the machines that they need for these patients, and Trump shot him down, trying to say that's too much, trying to say he's asking for too much, and he's grandstanding, and all types of stuff. So it's already an issue between the governor and Trump. So that right there is telling you that he doesn't want to the the money that um, the governor wants, you know, us to have New Yorkers for the you know for the uh, coronavirus victims and everything. And what we need to, uh, you know, to help them, Trump doesn't think we need all of that. You know, he thinks we don't need all of that. So he already downplaying it. And he also made a comment, too, about certain people that's that's very sick. And that he, he said something about, you know, certain people are going to die anyway or something like that. You know, I, I'm not 100% sure of the comment. But it was something to that effect. And, like, you know, he was very cold towards certain people. Well, people that with the virus that that you know, people who were like high risk of dying. So that right there, there you go, you know. So not good. He's not trying to really help people who doesn't, who's not going to vote for him in the election. Which I think he's and, trying um, to push back. So right, because right. he doesn't owe nobody right. nothing here. And uh, Michelle, for you. Actually, what I want to ask you is how do you feel, because they've been talking about New York a lot on TV and stuff, so, I mean, the New York ones, like, on my YouTube channel, like, the New York one pops up along with all the Trump 
press conferences and everything. And because New York is a hot zone, uh, about 9 million people and so on, like you're going to get a lot of coverage and stuff. I didn't hear really much about Houston. What I want to ask you, actually, Dan, um, what I, what I, I want to ask you is how do you feel as though your local government has handled this, Michelle? I almost called you Danielle, your friend name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I caught myself. You heard me. But uh, how do you feel as though the, your local government has handled this situation? What is the condition of Houston right now, your overall view? Like, do you feel like the government, your local government has been doing all they can, or did you have more criticism for them based on the job they've done? No, I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, I think they did what they could do in the, I mean, in looking at it. I mean, this is not something that we've ever looked at before, you know? So it's like, I think if you can see people using compassion and really looking at the long-term effects on everyone, as opposed to looking at what they're going to lose out materially, I think you can say that they did their best, you know? And I think they're doing all right in terms of, you know, keeping us safe and protected. But, like, I'm just trying to figure out why I'm still going to work. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I just feel like, you know, we need to be looking at, if we're saying don't go outside, that means don't go outside. So that means that they need to send out some kind of communication that says, I mean, I saw a text alert thing that said, you know, stay home or whatever. But some of these people at these fast food places and stuff like that, like, let it go. Go cook. You know, like, yeah. yeah, I went to Sonic, but then I thought about it. I'm like, why the fuck am I at Sonic? You know, like, <laughs> why am I over here? You know, my little girl was like, let's get an ice cream. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But then I was like, if I didn't feel like I needed an ice cream in the midst of a crisis, these people could be at home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, do you be feeling so, bad? Like, would you feel bad when your, your, your youngest child, your daughter, like, she wants to do the normal things? Like, you said you wanted to take her to the park and all that stuff. Do you feel bad that you can't give her the normal life that she's used to right now, even though it's out of your control? Is that some type of guilt as a, as a parent? Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for her. I feel for her because, again, this is not something that we've ever seen before. Like, her whole life has been shit, privilege. I can go out. I can be bop around, let's go to the bookstore, let's go to the movies, let's go here, let's go there. I mean, there are people who have lived like this forever. So I kind of see it as, like I said, a time of evolution. So maybe my babies get to be a little bit less spoiled. They have to stay at home with mom and read books or whatever we got to do. Like I I feel bad because I want to go to the movies with them and I want to go to the bookstore and wherever we usually be going. But also like, we have healing to do too. Like we could be talking to each other. You yeah. know? Yep. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to go too far off, but like, yeah, I mean, I need someone mom guilt. Really, most of my guilt comes from just seeing her frustrated and not being able to like make her feel better because I know she's anxious just like everybody because yeah. she just wants to live her life, you know? I mean, like I'm seven, talking about right? everybody needs to like, huh? She's seven, she's right? She's seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
she's seven, so she's like, I missed the recess at school. And, uh, you know, the little stuff that is part of her world. But it's the same for everybody, you know, like, I just miss being able to go anywhere. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah. a complete and total change. And, like, have I have a whole show I'm trying to do. Say again? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, I was working on this uh, in-person show, and, like, I had to postpone that, and I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it. Because I'm, I'm trying to stop creating content that's not going to be sustainable. So now I'm having to look at, okay, well, what can sustain in this type of environment? Because this is where I'm at, you know? Right. Right. I was going to ask you, um, have you taken the time to, like, explain to her, like, what this is? Like, did you tell her, like, man, this this is this is the coronavirus, and I don't want you to get sick, and that's why you can't? Or did you just kind of, yeah. just, like, kind of just say, you just can't go to school right now, you know, no, just, like, you got to stay home? Oh, so you kept a real with her, okay. She be, she's the one who watches the news. Right, okay. She's coming <laughs> back and she be like, okay, so... This is what they say. So, like, wow. she's sick about Seven it. Years she's hard talking about it. <laughs> she cool. watches it with my mom. You know, like. She's giving you updates. Yeah, she be telling me. You know, <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be trying to gauge it. <laughs> well, because I try not to watch it because I know it slanted so much. And, like, uh, yeah. I want to make sure that my movements are being made based on me. And so that's why I try to limit what's coming from outside. Yeah. You know? That's a good idea. But, yeah, but, like, in a time like this, it's like, okay, well, so do we believe the numbers or do we just move like we feel like we need to move, just try to be safer or whatever, or do we just fall? You know what I mean? It's so much, but it's like, you know, she's really tired of talking about it. She said, I wish everyone would stop talking about the coronavirus. (laughs) She just hated it because it changed her life. So she's right. like, oh, I'm sick of talking about this, and I don't want to talk anymore. Hell, before we got on the phone, I was frustrated about something, and I said, oh, I hate the coronavirus. <laughs> so it's like it's a, it's a wave. Like, I know it's not just me. It's not just her. It's everybody who's kind of sitting in this. But we just got to try to find a way to move in it because, you know, it's not going to stay like this. But if we get stuck here, when it's over with, we're still sitting here looking at each other like I'm miserable, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is, that's why we have to isolate ourselves and stay home so that, mm-hmm. right. you, know, that the, you know, the people that's in the hospital take care of these patients, the doctors, and um, bring it down, you know, and bring it down. You know, it's it's probably not even at its peak yet. Right, if I'm not mistaken, it's not yeah. Just peak. yeah, not definitely not, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is why we really have to take this time. You know, a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people are used to going out on a regular basis. Every a lot of us, you know, I, I'm always running. Out. I'm always out. You know what I'm saying too. So, somewhere doing something. You know, so if I'm not working, so you know, so you know, I gotta. Now I have to stay in the house and watch cable, which I don't mind, or put on a movie on Amazon or, <laughs> or Hulu or 
watch some Empire, you know, something, you know. Right, I was, right. You know, whatever, whatever. Watch some, you know, some, and just um, enjoy being home. You know, you know, social media, you can read something, study. You can study. You know, there's a lot of things you can do at home. You know, even though you have made, a lot of us probably haven't done certain things like that in a while, but, you know, get back to that, you know. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I mean by, like, you know, I know they want to go out, but we could be at home really getting to know each other and just understanding as black people what it means to be a black person in America and especially now because ain't no telling what they're going to try to do to people. Like you see, like they said, if you get a loan from them, you always owe us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now what next? What else changed? You need a bailout for something else because it is mm-hmm. you always owe us. Oh, yep. we got to track you until, I mean, shit, that's going to be worse than the law talking about your registration is up. Hey, you know, we get to spend quality time with our loved ones, you know, get to be home because usually, you know, we're like, you know, social media, we go on FaceTime or whatever you use. And, you know, we're, we're not physically around our loved ones all the time, you know. Now we get to physically be around, physically be around, well, you know, the ones that in your household or, you know, nearby or something, you know, you get to be around and be there and just, um, you know, just try to enjoy your time with your loved ones, your family, friends, whoever, you know, your mom, your pops, whoever you went, you know, just try to, you know, and check on them, talk to them, you know, more often and make sure everybody is okay. You know, usually things like this, you know, bring people together, you know. You know, tough times still bring people together, so we got to, you know, I mean, I don't really, you know, need to go through a tough time to or want that, but you know, it's just we gotta take advantage of it. You know, we gotta do the right thing and um, just try to be there and um, support you know ourselves and our families and just do the right thing. You know, try to share some knowledge too to help you know our people stay focused and you know keep them healthy. You know, so yeah, they help you or with you. So yeah, so you can do, man. Just pray, or pray. You know, I ain't gonna get too much into that, but just you know, you gotta pray to 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 the man upstairs. Well, Whatever you man. pray to. Yeah. Right. Well, you, play too, yeah. you know what? Can I say something? I feel like you Please. and I both did the same thing whenever we were going to preach a little bit. <laughs> we both were like, I don't want to get too much in that. But that's all we have right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It is a scary time. We don't know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like the Bible kind of speaks on some of these plagues. You know how the Bible speaks on that? It sure mm-hmm. do. Yep. You know, yeah. the book of Revelation speak about a lot of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
heard a lot of people mention it, and they were like, oh, I feel like Jesus is coming back. I feel like Jesus is coming back. And that might very well be true, but I don't think it would be just like they wrote it. So be open to possibility, you know, right. that, shoot, it might be you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about waking up the collective. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. One positive thing I want to add, well, two things, right? I guess one negative, one positive. Like, about the whole ventilator thing, the ventilator thing is serious. Like, they need ventilators. It is like people don't even understand. And if you don't have a loved one that's in a situation where they need one or something, like, you don't, you don't really get it. Now, the the spike, you know, it's, it's still going to go up. And the big fear is that when it uh, – when it when it when it hits its high point, there's not enough ventilators, you know. So they're trying to prepare. That's why they're asking Trump for like, you know, these things, masks for the um, for all the physicians and stuff, and ventilators for the um, patients, and right. uh, shouldn't be patients. But they're saying was that um, like with the ventilators, the longer you're on there, the 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 less likely the chance that you're going to bounce back. If you're on a ventilator, meaning if you're on a ventilator for, let's say, three weeks, a month, or something like that, there's a good chance that you're probably you're probably not going to make it. The quicker you get off oh. that ventilator, the better. The better the chance of you making a full recovery. And they said the people that have, statistically speaking, the people that have been on the ventilators for a long period of time tend to uh, not make it, you know what I mean, which is uh, mm. unfortunate. But... As far as obtaining the virus, the people who obtain the virus and make a full recovery, it's, it's believed, not 100% proven, but believed that if you make a full recovery from the virus, that you will develop some immunity to, to it where you likely won't get infected by it again. Good. You right. know what I mean? And like, so like right. you had the coronavirus once, but you're unlikely to get it again. Like, yeah, I guess your body will adjust to it and become immune to it, which, you know, if that is supposed to be true, that is something positive, you know, because, like, young people and stuff aren't so much like young people, usually healthy immune systems and stuff, they'll typically might not even feel no symptoms at all. And even if they did, they'll probably more than likely make a full recovery. And if they do, you know, it's good to know that, okay, we don't know for sure, but it's nice to assume that, okay, you probably – won't have to worry about it again. And hopefully that's true. It isn't, you know, this stuff is new, y'all. Like, this whole outbreak thing is new to us. So it's a lot of, you know, a lot of testing and lab, laboratory experiments. All that stuff has to happen. It's not going to happen overnight, and that's the frustrating part. But new information is going to come out every day. Every day we're going to, you know, gain new knowledge, you know, and be better prepared for this. And I think you know, for the future, too, because who's to say something like this won't happen again? It's another virus. At least now we're prepared. We know social distancing now. Like we know that. That's, that's, that. This is now going to be programmed in our minds moving forward. If something else happens, the first thing we take is up, social distancing. Here we go again. And we had no idea what social distancing was, like, what, a month ago? Nobody even, like, that wasn't even a popular term. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. And now this our minds are being rewired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the kids true. are going to be ready for anything. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. and that's good because they're the ones who are going to be here. You know, it could be yeah. another 15 years or something like that. Because I know somebody had said, this lady who predicted it, she said that it was going to come, do, so, do the fool, then it was going to go away, 
and then like 10 years later it will come back and it would try to rage again. Mm. So they definitely would need to be prepared for that. We all would. So you're right. This, you're right. You're, you're right, Michelle. And they also said that um, when it comes back, what I heard was a lot sooner than 10 years, but with, whatever the time frame is, like if and when it comes back, it'll be stronger. It'll be like a mutated version. So it'll be like, you know, I also heard that too. You know, like it'll be like a stronger, or it could be, not necessarily guaranteed, but at least at least could be. Could be like I think strong, a stronger it version. Could be. And that'd be kind of crazy. I think we need to be prepared for anything. I mean, we never saw anything like this before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah definitely. So exactly. it's like just be ready for whatever could. Like, look at where we are right now. What could evolve from this? Because, like, we can look at history and see how they change after, a, like, a pandemic. Yeah. You know? And just uh, really, like, try to prepare now. ourselves. Yeah. Right. I bet you, look, I bet you we all know what a pandemic now is now. We all know what social media mm-hmm. is now. <laughs> we all know what a pandemic. We didn't know what it was a month ago. We didn't care. It didn't affect our lives. Now, these terms and stuff, we're understanding them. And yes, understanding yes, right. them, when we hear them, we our antennas go up. It's like, all right, boom, this is what we got to do. You know what I mean? What mistakes did we make this time around? So the next time around, we're like, all right, we're going to do this different. We're going to do that different. Right. And hopefully the next administration that's in office, if and when something like this happens again, is like, okay, we're going to learn from why right, Trump did. A lot of people feel like Trump should have acted more quickly. If you ask Trump, mm-hmm. he's saying America – is, is lucky that he did it when he did it because people were saying that he's racist when he said not to let people from China in. But if he would have let those more people come in, there would be thousands more of people affected and a lot more deaths. So he was kind of like digging himself up, like, you know, he deserves the credit because people wanted him to if let he people from China in and stop being person, racist. If he was a decent person ever, it might be believable that he has some you know, predilection to understanding that there might be some foreign flu, but he's evil, like, so no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, some oh, things they do, I agree with. I see some people, like right now, Canada, they're not allowing anybody into their, into their country. Like, even um, people from America, no one can go into Canada right now. A lot of people are just locking it up now. They're not letting old people come and visit their place now, including the United States, you know, yeah. people from here. So you have to. You have to do that right now. It's just, it's not to be, you know, it's, it's no disrespect. It's just like, this is something to be done right now. I, I don't, if anybody take it, take, take that personal, I don't, that's not, to me, that's not, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Just people got to do what they got to do, protect the people. You know, so I do, right. like, you know, with Trump not wanting to let certain people win, so forth, that didn't. As it is understandable, you know. Now, I mean, there's some things that people also need to know, like so far as like you, like you, like checking, like some things I found out that little things you can do to see if you if there's a chance you may have it, like because you know that it's um it's usually it's a dry cough and nobody knows that that um that coronavirus pneumonia. Right, and then there's like ways like let's say like if you hold your if you take a deep breath and hold if you can hold your breath for ten seconds, they say that's a good sign 
that you don't have it either. If you can hold your breath for 10 seconds, also, um, you can. it can be killed in 26, 27 degrees temperature. The virus will, you know, it will be killed by a temperature of 26, 27 degrees, or, you know, freezing. But it also can be killed at 133 degrees. That will kill it too. So, you know, and if, you know, you already know if someone sneezes, it can go about 10 feet, you know. Um, and you also know that, you know, if drops, you know, from uh, if it drops on a metal surface, it will live for at least twelve hours. So you definitely you touch on metal, you definitely don't want to take no chances. You know, um also, um as soon as you can, you know, you should be washing with that uh bacterial soap or antibacterial soap. You know, yep. it's good to get those in the house too. Mm-hmm. You know, so um yeah, and if on say fabric if it's like if it gets on your on the fabric clothes or something, it can survive there for six to twelve hours. But a normal laundry detergent will kill it if you just wash your clothes or laundry wash it. You know, and also you know if you wash your hands, you know frequently, the virus can only live on your hands for five to ten minutes if you continue to wash your hands. We wash, they wash your hands frequently, so that's something you need to know. Uh, you can also gargle as a prevention, like swarm salt water, you know. Um, also, if, if to say that if the virus say you get somehow, you know, it gets in your mouth, drink plenty of water every few minutes because once the water, they say it washes it down into your stomach, the lining of your stomach, the acid will kill it instantly. So, you know, it won't, it'll prevent it from getting in your lungs or anywhere else, your trachea. If you just watch, drink water, drink water, most, you know, a lot throughout the day now, and just let it wash whatever down to your stomach. So that's another thing um, you should know. Um, you know, so basically, you know, it will first infect the throat, you know, so you'll have like a sore throat lasting for three to four days. That's one of the other symptoms. So, you know. And your enters your trachea, and then the lungs causing. That's when you get the pneumonia. That's when it gets serious. So you gotta be careful right. with that. Yeah. So, and you know what does the? That's when you got pneumonia. Now you know that's when you get the high fever and the difficulty in breathing. So that's when you know you got the pneumonia, and um, you know you know the coronavirus may um it not it may not show signs of infection for like many days. So that's why I say. You know, if you do the uh, deep breath test and hold your breath for 10 seconds, like that's something you can do on your own when you're every morning just to make, see, make sure you you can hold your breath for that long, you should be fine. You know, so, and there's no tightness or nothing. You know, there should be no fibrosis, you know, in your lungs, which indicates no infection. So, you know, but yeah, so that's pretty much, you know, um, please, um, you know, of course, check yourself every morning. In an environment with clean air, you know. And, um, also, you should uh, make sure your mouth and throat are moist and never dry. Like, you know, drink water, you know, don't have a dry. And make sure you're not dehydrated, you know. Because um, if the virus gets into your mouth, I already told you, drink, uh, drink water. You know, some drinking water and wash it down. So those are things that I wanted to share with the people know. Um, 
that they can do, you know, so for themselves every day, things they need to know. Oh. That's some real gems right there, Bobby. <laughs> Some real yeah, gems, yeah. Some real yeah. gems, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ask y'all one thing, one more thing. Oh, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, that's just one to make sure people know, man. We need to know. Yeah. I'm going to continue to let people know. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting ready to, um, you know, close out. I wanted to get y'all opinion on one thing real quick. And it don't, it don't even have to be, it could be a short response or whatever, but I just had to get y'all opinion on this. There's a, there's a, uh, a discrepancy going on right now because uh, Trump is saying he could um, he's planning to uh, open up certain certain parts of the country, take them off of lockdown, right, and like let them get back to their normal lives. Like if they aren't really infected or as as much as other parts of the country, like let's say okay, uh, there's a Two count, some counties in Jersey, some counties in Pennsylvania, some counties in Dallas, or whatever you know that are that aren't really infected like that. Like let them go ahead and get back to work and stuff, and let different parts of the country get back to you know business as usual and stuff like that. While other parts will remain in quarantine, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, you know. And then people were arguing because he's saying like. You don't want the you don't want the economy to get worse than it already is. People want to get back to their jobs. People want to take care of their families and get back to their lives and so on. But other people are arguing that if you do that, then people will just go from one county to the other or one city to the other, one state to the other, and bring the virus with them. As they said, we go here, we can live normal again. We don't have rules. We can go to the club. We can go to a, a restaurant. We can take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese, we can do whatever, you know. So I'm going to get, you know, your, your feedbacks on that. Uh, let's start with Michelle. What, what do you uh, – how do you feel about that? Do you do you like that idea, or do you think that's a bad idea and it would backfire? I think that's a bad idea because I think they don't understand the way it really works enough yet to be saying we're going to experiment with different groups, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. And Bobby, how do you how do you feel about it? Oh yeah, that I definitely do not agree with that because of some of the things that that you were saying. Um people will start going to that area thinking that that um, you know, yeah, we can go here because they don't have it and they can bring it there. And then you got people that will Will, will go to other areas. People that people may that from there that area that's clean. They may wind up going going to another area. They got you know they got a little money now. They want to go here. And, you know they just throw on a mask or whatever. And somehow they get it and then bring it back to their to their environment where they live at. So I just think the best bet is to um, I just think the best bet is to just everybody. You know, continue to stay home until this thing is on its way down or almost gone before you start. Uh, then let everybody go back to work when when this thing is gone. You know, they need to just really just eliminate it all together and just let everybody go back. Even though the economy is bad, you know, I mean, I look at it like this. You know, the families are bad. All they gotta do is print out some more money. <laughs> Machines print money. You know what I'm saying? So just print out yeah. some more cash. That's all. <laughs> yeah, 
Okay. Um, real quick, man. This is just called. I don't know how long it was on, but I don't want to leave it. Man, they might be holding for a long time. Let's see what this call is saying real quick before we go. Um, call the area code four four zero four. Uh, sorry to keep you holding. I even um, I was pacing and stuff, man. I didn't even know that you was uh you was on here uh asking to speak. Uh what's going on, Carla? Do you have uh some insights you wanna share, perspective you wanna share on this coronavirus thing real quick before we go? Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Oh, okay. Well well the first thing would be like answering the question you just asked, like Never go to 45 for answers on stuff like this. Like 45 <laughs> at this point is kind of just drowning in the moment. Like the moment is too big for him. So he, he's like making commentary for his supporters, but he's not really addressing the issue in, in a realistic way. So I, I, I wouldn't even look at anything he said as something that's going to come out of policy or they're going to really push. That's just him at a presser trying to win the, win the day at the press conference. But it's not real, you know, there's no real meat and bones on that. So I would disregard anything he says, man. This is a dude who doesn't read his briefings or listen to people who are trying to advise him on things. So him off the cuff just saying stuff, I, I don't. I wouldn't take that seriously. But as far as the rest of us, no matter what, man, this is not I, – I think the biggest problem right now is people think this is like some kind of short-term thing. It's like, no. Even if this is resolved, getting everything back in back in order, we're still talking about at least six to nine months. So we're talking about a long time before everything goes back to normalcy that you're used to. So prepare for that and take all the precautions you guys have been talking about tonight. I mean, that's the reality. Wash your hands. Uh, you know, avoid big crowds. Try to keep your airways clean, like my man was just talking about, with liquids, and especially drink hot drinks. But, you know, those are beneficial. But, you know, do whatever you can to protect yourself, but also realize that this is not some passing event and then we go back to normal. Like, no, our lives are going to be fundamentally changed after this. And I don't mean just in the sense of, you know, there could be something coming behind this because pandemics are something that we didn't prepare for. And in the future, we're actually going to have budgetary concerns about, like we're going to think about this in a different way. But also, industries are going to change. So, like, real estate, when it comes to office space, there are going to be some companies who decide that they save so much money from having people work from home that they feel no need to rent out an office and pay for Internet and pay for everything else that comes with having office space. So those people are going to work from home uh, from here on out. There are going to be certain industries that don't appear anymore just because when you grind people down to the meat and bones of, of their wages, this is going to be certain frivolous things that we used to spend on that people just aren't going to do for a while. And there's no way as a business that you can just wait on people to get, you know, <laughs> supplemented income in order to keep your business viable. So some of those things are going to go away. So, yeah, we're looking at a huge change right now. And I, I don't think most people see it. We're at a point to where the government is actually supporting 60% of GDP. Uh, they're taking on the debt of most corporations in order to keep them solvent. So we're essentially acting like a socialist country when you look at our budget. Like, 
That'll make a lot of right-wingers mad, but that's reality. The government has to save these companies in order for these companies to even have a comeback later on. So we're looking at a whole new world when all this is done. So prepare yourself, be careful, and save your money, spend thriftily. And this is not a scary thing either because there's also going to be a lot of chances for advancement for a lot of people. Some of your ideas that weren't viable before are going to go to the forefront. There are going to be some areas where uh, we looked at monopolies as the answer, where those monopolies won't exist anymore. And there's going to be some domestic issues to where it's like, okay, the global supply chain is not a good idea if you don't have enough to really hold your own. You know what I'm saying? Each one of us on this phone, you got two eyes and two lungs for a reason. You know what I'm saying? It's a redundancy, but that redundancy keeps you in, keeps you what? Keeps you in, 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 in a good shape if there's an emergency. In America, because we bought into the idea of globalization, we shipped out so much industry that it became a point to where we were what? Vulnerable if something bad happened. So I think you'll see a lot of government spending and the idea of keeping certain institutions and things in place here. And, of course, Medicare for all, single-payer, whatever you want to call it, universal health care, is now going to be on the forefront when people start talking about things like this. A lot of people dismissed that last year, and I think now they're starting to understand. And I don't know how many people are on this call, but most of us, we go to the hospital or if we have something catastrophic happen, we don't actually know what our policy covers. And what you find out is when you get in real trouble, you run through that money real quick. Like if you got third-stage cancer and you look at your policy that covers a couple million dollars, a million dollars is gone pretty damn quick. So our health insurance industry has kind of been exposed uh, by this, you know, catastrophe because it showed what it can do and what it can't do at scale. It's easy to say you're, you're good at your job when things are fine, but when things go bad, what happens then? And we're looking at what? 25% of Americans don't have insurance at all. The majority of us have insurance from our employer. But as you see, when you have a catastrophe, that's tenuous. So a lot of deep stuff, man, but I, I enjoyed listening to y'all tonight. I've been hanging back listening to y'all. So interesting conversation. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, for having. Yeah, we appreciate you calling in, man. Thanks for sharing your insight, um, sharing your perspective, man. We definitely appreciate you, man. Stay safe out there. You know, keep your so keep your distance. You know, you know the whole deal. Your mask, your gloves, all that stuff, man. We are gonna say a uh, good night to you. Um, we gotta get out of here, man. Um, went a little overtime, but it's necessary for this for this conversation. Definitely was necessary. Um, appreciate everybody calling in. Appreciate uh, Bobby and uh, Michelle. Y'all still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, y'all still there? All right. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely appreciate y'all staying the whole time, going a little overtime. Appreciate you, caller. Appreciate the other caller. Appreciate everybody that's listening live right now. Um, and this is just for everybody to, you know, because we all going through this together, man. So you already know, man. We got to get out of here. My phone died. It's crazy over here. Like, my phone, my, my daggone cell phone didn't cut off the line. And I can't even call back on my cell phone because the official time for the show was ended. 
my my house phone is dying, literally beeping. It could cut off at any second. <laughs> so we're going to get out of here. Um, but I want to thank everybody and a big thank you and shout out to Bobby G and um, Michelle. Uh, well, Michelle, real quick, and I might get cut off. Y'all, if y'all, y'all don't hear me talking no more. That mean I got <laughs> cut off and I literally can't call back in. But Michelle, I have to let you plug in. You know, we was talking. You got your new, your new, your new thing going on. So, what can the people look forward oh, yeah. to from you as far as what you got going on? Okay, well, so I am dropping a new show and a new program, actually, with my consulting firm. I am dropping the Smart Love program, which is just going to help people kind of get out of their own way and really become the person that they're supposed to be so that they can, you know, tackle things like the coronavirus. So, of course, me being me, I'm putting a show with it. So I'm just excited about it, and now we're in this virtual space, so I guess you can expect, like, the virtual view, but with, like, a bunch of really cool healers and just people who are going to be helping people in this space. And you can find me at MSCreativeAF on Instagram, and you can always go to www.BetweenUsGirlsPodcast.com to listen to all of our past episodes and anything that's dropping in the future. All right, right, Michelle, appreciate you. Appreciate you, Bobby. We're going to say good night. Both of y'all make make sure y'all keep in touch with me, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all both, like, great hosts. I'm looking forward to the new stuff you got going, Michelle and Bobby. Looking forward to politicking with you, talking sports, and doing what we do, you know? Sure. Same here, bro. Yes, sir. We're going to say good night. Appreciate both of y'all. Good night, y'all. It's Real Talk Radio from T Real. Bobby G and Michelle, we out of here. All right, later. Thank you for listening to It's Real Talk Radio. You can catch us every week live on Block Talk Radio by logging on to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Real. Or by calling 347-838-9540. Unable to catch the live show? No problem. You can hear all of our archive shows on blogtalkradio.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you're interested in being a guest, you can email us or contact us on social media at itsrealtalkradio at gmail.com. It's Real Talk Radio, but not just a brand.